TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Double B, it feels like we just left the beautiful auspices on Friday. Wishing everybody a great weekend and boom, back at it. We're here on a beautiful, beautiful Monday. Time flies when you have a senior bowl and a pro bowl. That's what I'm saying, Coach. Uh, you know what? Two days, that's how quickly it goes by. It's a weekend. It was great. I enjoyed myself. I just have one complaint, if I can. Only one? Yeah, only one. It's not bad. How come they still do the Joel Redwanski open whenever I'm here? Well, the big dog is still a part of the show. Our production team has not put together a variety of different opens based on right. who is sitting in seat number two. I apologize on behalf of our hardworking but underpaid production department. Because if Joel's listening, I can do my best Joel invitation. Yeah. Oh, Coach, I was so wasted this weekend. Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> I woke up in some house in uh, Tupelousa, Kentucky, and it was uh, uh, there, were, there were 16 girls and three guys, and I, I don't even know what happened, Coach. It was great. It was awesome. <laughs> By the way, I'll be—you'll see me in a movie next week. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if the voice impersonation was very good, but the subject the, matter was right. Was. I don't think the voice was. I got to do my best, Joel. I, I haven't heard him in a while. So subject a while. matter couldn't be closer to the truth. Uh, welcome everybody. We do hope you had an outstanding weekend. The good-looking guy to my left, Double B, Brian Bauer. We are webcasting here, so we got to yep. uh, say hello to our viewers out there. Of course, many people on the internet not viewing us and probably uh, thanking them their good fortunes for that. But uh, we're here the next hour. Talk sports and more. Talkzone.com. We do it every Monday through Friday, one hour a day, ten o'clock Central Time, right up until eleven. You can talk with us. Make it a.m. Make it three guys in a mic, 888-463-6748, or it could be two guys in a mic and one guy with a telephone. Really? But I don't we know have how a catchy telephone, too, so that's really two guys, two telephones, one mic, <laughs> two guys, three guys. Nah, nothing. Two guys, two mics, a couple of telephones, <laughs> throwing right. a cell phone, and what the hell, we'll give you an and, Apple tablet for free. And, and David back there just yeah. looking for Klempt. Yeah, it's good times. By the yeah. way, I have confirmation that we are actually being listened to in Europe. Really? Right now. Right Is now, that right? Web- yeah. what uh, can you be a little more uh, specific? Vienna, Austria. Wow! Big time listeners in Vienna, Austria. Vienna. Yeah, hello, Vienna. Hello, Vienna. I, I was told by them they don't really know much about what we're talking about, no? but they seem generally entertained. Well, our show comes off. We've <laughs> talked about this before. Much, much better if English is right. a second language. Really? I mean, to enjoy our show, I think you have to know a little bit of English. Of English, but if English is your second language, clearly. Our show has been shown to come off much better. Well, that explains why you went webcast then. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Those people that are fully linguistic and understand the English language, quite frankly, our rankings, our ratings, rather, have not been that high. Very nice. What can Very I tell nice. you? So Vienna, Australia. Vienna. Austria. 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 Australia is the one with the kangaroos. Austria ah. is the Mozart place. Will we see any of the uh, <laughs> athletes, the competitors of a Vienna, Austria? Competing in the oh, Winter X Games absolutely. or the Winter Olympics? No, no, they are very big in the uh, in the Olympics. You know, they're big on the downhill skiing. You'll always see the Austrians in that. You'll see them in the in I believe the luge and in the down anything that's skiing related, mm-hmm. biathlon. They're all part of okay. because remember they got the Alps right there, so they're very big on that. Also yeah. being listened to today in Manchester, England. Really? Yes, Manchester. Manchester. England. Hello, Manchester. Everybody out there in Manchester, let's. <laughs> 
Can I ask who the hell is listening to us in Manchester, England? Uh, was it like Uncle Roy? Pretty much. It's uh, my mother's bro- cousin. He's out it's there in Manchester. He's he's very interested in sports in general. He, he found out I was on, and he's been listening. David, I think we have to invite Brian in more often. Our ratings are going up in uh, all the different <laughs> countries. That's very good. You got any uh, ants by any chance in the Middle East? No, but I do have an uncle who came back from the Middle East. He's in San Jose right now. It's he's close enough. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah, I always thought San Jose is very close to the he's, Middle he East. He served two years in Iraq. Uh-huh. Is a, is, really? I believe he was in intelligence, which if you met him would be kind of ironic. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> My Uncle Andy. Uncle Andy, we want to make yeah. you feel right at home. Duck! <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. Can we get to some sports talk, please? Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Where might we start? We had college hoops over the weekend, the always exciting Senior Bowl. We had the Pro Bowl, AFC, NFC. The AFC came away with a big win. Winter X game. We had Roger Federer winning his sixteenth Open Grand Slam. That's yeah. unbelievable. Can you believe that? Sixteenth. I, I was thinking about that. There's only four a year. If you want him straight, it would be in four years. But that just shows the dominance of his era. Yeah. That he's now on number 16. Yeah, and you could write it off as a number. Uh, 16, okay, that's pretty good. On to the next subject. It's no. a grand slam. And he beat the garbage out of Murray. I watched that yes. yesterday morning with my bowl of, uh, I believe it was Cocoa Puffs and my mm-hmm. coffee, and I just couldn't stop thinking. It's just sheer dominance. It wasn't even like, okay, it was close. It was sheer dominance for two straight sets, and the third one was a little bit of a battle, but still. Two and a half hours of just beating up on a guy. Six three, six four, seven six, and this is an Andy Murray as we lead off with a little Australian open from the land down under tennis. And Andy Murray who was playing at the highest level of his game. Yeah. I mean maybe the best tennis he's ever played, and he goes up against Roger Federer and he looks unbelievably uh average. Well put it this way, Andy Murray's a top ten player. Yes. In the world. Now Roger Federer obviously is one or two depending on what year it is and who he's up against and if Nadal's playing or not. But a top 10 player gets beat that soundly by a guy who's, mm-hmm. by the way, now pushing his 30s, married, has twins. Yep. You know, there are a lot of things. in there. They, twins born or twins on the way? No, no, born. Okay. Because they were saying since he had the twins, he hadn't won it open, but it was only like six, seven months ago. Yeah, so geez. it wasn't, you know, so whatever. The guy turns around and, and mm-hmm. wins this. I mean, he's just phenomenal. He's a phenomenal athlete. As I watch it and as I'm trying to learn the game of tennis, by the way, that whole seven Six that that whole tiebreaker tie throws me completely. I, have no I idea think they should uh, flip a coin and have the loser uh, kick off. Nice, and then just if, like and then if they football. score first, it's done. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm, I'm all for that actually. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it just shows his sheer dominance. Uh-huh. You know, you know, when you see those commercials where you see him and Tiger and a couple other guys, sometimes you forget how you know. We all know that Tiger was dominant or is dominant in his sport, mm-hmm. but you forget about some of these other guys who are just so mm-hmm. good. And you almost uh, you don't want to take dominance for granted, but you almost forget how hard that is because you know, in the case of Tiger Woods or Roger Federer, you're going up against every single tournament. Yeah, the best of the best of the best. I mean, take the sport of golf. You've got what 120 guys each tournament. Yeah. And these guys are the elite, the elite of the elite. So out of 120 golfers, the best in the world, of the best, you're yeah. bound to have 10 of them every tournament that shoot unbelievably, right? Right. And you're talking about a guy like Tiger Woods winning one out of every three, maybe one out of every four tournaments against the best of the best of the best. I mean, the odds are against that stratophatic. Stratophatic? I have no idea what yeah. you just said. The odds against that are stratophatic. In Roger Federer's case, the same thing. The best tennis players of the world. The elite of the elite. Right. 
I mean, you want to take the stepping stone, go to high school tennis. You ever watch high school tennis? Yes. They're good. Yeah. They're really, really They're good. All right. And then the only the best of high school tennis go on to club tennis. I got a friend and of mine pl- who's a college, who went to college tennis. I haven't hit exactly. college yet. Right. Slow on. me down here. Okay? And then you go to club tennis, which is only the elite of the high school players. Right. Now, let's take that small percentage of club and elite high school players and put them into college. Right. Now you've got unbelievably talented players playing college. Let's take that elite level of college, only the top 5%, and send them on to the pros. Well, and they don't even start at the pros. Those top 5% start in a lower level exactly. of the pros. Exactly. And have to work their way into well, it. Well, they're into the pros, but right. they're not on the big circuit. Right, they're not on the major circuit. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, in the case of golf, there's the, what do they have, the LaSalle Bank Open right near where we, our location right here. What? The national, what is it called? It's the yeah, something other tour, but it's the, yes. so it's like a sub tour. It's like yeah. a, yeah, minor and league. And these tour. guys are all, you know, great, great elite golfers, and they still can't even make the top 120. The nationwide tour is what it's yes, called. Yes, thank yeah, you. Exactly. Yeah, so that just shows you how amazing it is for a Roger Federer or a Tiger Woods to dominate against the kind of competition that they're playing on a regular basis. Well, and then put that in perspective on the female side, Serena Williams wins her 12th. Yes. I mean, that, that to me is the same thing. It's just mm-hmm. as amazing. Obviously not totally at the same level, but getting up there pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And then they turn around and they were in the finals in the uh, women's doubles as well. You beat so, uh, yeah. Justin Ennen, no longer Justin Ennen, Ardeen. Ardeen is out of the picture. It's now Justin Ennen. 6-4, lost 7-6, came back, won the final set 6-2. So the Australian Open is over. Roger Federer and Serena Williams Yep, win. Um, real quick on the PGA Tour, remember the guy we said was leading in the beginning? Yes. I think his name was like Scott Priestley. Yes. And we said that's an automatic obit. Automatically yeah. done. Guy disab- I looked down the charts. Yeah. Nowhere to be found. Ben Crane wins it. I think his profile <laughs> is like at a post office right now and they're missing persons. But, uh, yeah, Ben Crane brings home the championship. Beautiful uh, Torrey Pines Golf Course in San Diego. Yeah, now it's the Farmers Insurance Championship. But either love, way, it was love see- Farmers my big thing is I think we should do this the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. See who jumps out number one first day yeah. and then just see where they find and out. Follow them. Did he actually make it all four days? Yeah, typically they will. But the, but each day they progressively get worse, and by the final day, your first round young leader right. is again, you know, at a post office in the missing persons. Did Priestley wind up top twenty, top forty? You, know, you don't know offhand, right? Well, okay. I probably do. I no, can check. Sorry, right. I was trying to see what's the cutoff for the final day because it would be weird if you well, go you go huge first day, and then you don't even make the cut for Saturday and Sunday. Right, because there's no cutoff on the final right. day. It's cut off after right. two days. Yeah, yeah. So you'd have to be pretty bad that second. You'd day. have to really blow up on day number two. We'll check it during a break here. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. So we had golf over the weekend. We had tennis over the weekend. We had a Pro Bowl yesterday, Brian. You said you were a football boy. You had to get your football fixed. <laughs> I said you were truly a sick, sick man. Uh, yeah. uh, but I'm assuming you did watch the Pro Bowl and the AFC in a shocker. Knocking off the NFC 41 to 34. I had the NFC and I was giving up five. I looked so forward to this game because I just needed to see some football. I did watch the North versus South Senior Bowl the Saturday, the day before. Uh, but you forget how little defense anybody plays in this game. Like people were complaining that, okay, Manning didn't play and, and Breeze didn't play and all these guys didn't show up and all these guys should have come and da 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 da. And the guys who were playing mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, I don't think it would have mattered. Because in the end, I realized why I like the Pro Bowl. It's watching these guys have fun at the game and not take it seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, great. Chris Johnson played extremely well. Matt Schaub threw for over, I think he's like 180 yards. You know, he threw for two touchdowns. I'm not sure what Matt Schaub was doing at the All-Star game, but uh, apparently he was there and played very well. Well, he was there because on the AFC side, you had Peyton Manning. Not there. 
Not there. You had Philip Rivers. Not there. Claiming injury. Not there. And I forget who the third quarterback was, but all three starters for the AFC or all three players who were voted <laughs> in didn't go. So your your three AFC QBs were uh-huh. David Garrard, Matt Schaub, and I think it was Vince Young. Yeah, it was Vince Young was your third guy. I mean, so that's a bad day at the office. But other guys had great days. Deshaun Jackson, he had over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown, mm-hmm. or actually two touchdowns. You had uh, Steven Jackson with San Diego. He had over 100 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. It was just fun to watch. It was just like a fun game. How much, uh, and again, I did not watch it. Any of the fans out there, you watch football over the weekend, the Senior way, Bowl or Pro Bowl, 888-463-6748. Your thoughts, your uh, opinions, any funny things that happen. Was there a lot of like kidding around joviality, or was it between oh, the players? Not only that, there was an interception with Brian Dawkins intercepts Donovan McNabb. They used to be on the same team okay. together, uh, and then became the old and you don't see this much anymore. Pitch it back to whoever right before you get tackled. So it became like a rugby scrum. Everybody's just <laughs> pitching the ball back. People are falling all over each other. People are high fiving, laughing. You know, there weren't a lot of serious plays. You, mm-hmm. Nobody really looked like they were going to kill him. The two problems I had is whenever a defensive end had a clear shot on a QB, mm-hmm. you could tell how much they laid up. Yeah. It literally was like down low, ready for the big hit, and then all of a sudden just stands straight up and puts his arms up like, okay, now you can't see me, you know, that kind of right. thing. So right. it, so that I had a problem with. I, and the one part I thought was really entertaining is Vincent Jackson laid out Clay Matthews like there was no tomorrow. Uh-huh. Vincent Jackson's, Jackson, the wide receiver for San Diego. Clay Matthews is chasing down, I want to say, Calvin Johnson. Clay Matthews, second-year player? Rookie? Uh, rookie. Rookie. Rookie linebacker wow. for Green Bay. Rookie, and he made the All-Star. Yeah, so... so One of the flying Matthews brothers, by the way, that have... Well, his father played in the absolutely. pros. His uncle played in uncle. the pros. His grandfather played in the pros. Mm-hmm. So the lineage is big. So he's chasing down the guy, and Vincent Jackson does a crackback block on him that knocks him down flat. It was the best hit of the day, and sadly it was a block. And then Vincent Jackson, almost like he realized, oh, it's a Pro Bowl. I'm so, he gets down and helps him up with two hands and keeps patting him on the back, talking to him, like, I'm really sorry. I didn't, I, didn't, I forgot what it was. Yeah, you don't want to take yeah. any uh, cheap shots. You don't want to take any cheap shots ever, but certainly not in the Pro Bowl. But the guy's a rookie. Yeah. So you get your rookie treatment. You make the Pro Bowl as a rookie, they're going to give you a little bit of a hard time. They're going to give you a little business. But it was yeah. it was a fun game if you just like a fun game. Other NFL news this week, Dwight Freeney, you know, the big defensive end for the Colts. Yes. Turns out he has a torn ligament in no, his ankle. Oh, we, we transition into things yeah. that are a little more serious. So we got a, a bit of yeah. a football game coming up in, what, about six days? Three hours, 32 minutes, and 12 seconds. But who's counting? Yeah. Super Bowl XXI, VI, VI, XXIVI, whatever it is. Exactly. We got a big game coming up, and uh, so again, Dwight Feeney, the great defensive end, pass rushing yeah. defensive end for Indianapolis. It torn, looks like he may be out. Torn ligament in his ankle. Ah. I don't see how you could possibly play with a torn oh, ligament. Come on, just a your... torn ligament? What is it? Just tape ice it, it up. Ice it. Tape it. And put tape it, back it in up. There? Come yeah. on, stop being so soft. It's Take just a, a torn ligament. <laughs> Tie it up for a little bit. Let them play, and they can fix it after the game. So that puts huge, huge problems on their pass rush. A little shoulder dislocation. Yeah, pop, pop it back, back in. Rub some dirt on it. Rub some dirt on it. Get back in there. Tape them up. Get them yeah. out there. And the only other news in the NFL this weekend that I found, enter- and this is more back towards the entertaining, Tom Brady's wife, Giselle Bunchen. Are you familiar with her? Yeah, what's Super- her name? Supermodel Giselle Bunchen. God bless you. Exactly. For all our pe- people listening in Austria, I'm sure they're very happy with that name. Uh, <laughs> it turns out she gave birth to their kid in okay. the bathtub. Really? In the family's bathtub. It's not a bad way to go. Intentionally, I'm assuming. I, I would guess so. Okay. I don't think you're just laying there going, no, no, don't move me. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so my question to you is, how do you feel about using that bathtub afterwards? 
not a problem. Really? Yeah, I'm sure you do a little. Because I'm thinking every a single. Cleaning, I'm sure you do, but I'm just saying every time I walk to that bathtub, yeah. I never look at that thing the same. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. haven't, you haven't, <laughs> you haven't been directly uh, in the birthing process. No. Can be a little, not quite as uh, when they picture it on TV. Sometimes you know the baby comes out and they show the baby. Yeah, to the, I've heard the mom. stories. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, not quite as clean as that, but you know, come on, you clean things up, you go right back in the bathtub. I, I like that concept. I, I don't know. That, that, that whole thing, I was huh? thinking about that after it was told. I was like, you know, the, the son, Ben, who was born what? in like December, Okay. apparently that's where he popped out. What was the psychology of the bathtub? Is that like to be soothing? Is or? it like a water birth maybe where it's okay. a certain temperature and it feels like it's not that shocking to their system, that kind mm-hmm. of thing? I, I really don't know the concept. I just read it and kept thinking, and this is the first thought I have as a man. Mm-hmm. My wife tried to figure out why it happened, and my first thought was, Mm-hmm. How do you ever use that bathtub again? Because I've heard about afterbirth and the rest of that nonsense. Yeah. I don't know if I'd ever want to get near it. That was actually my second thought. I next, think I can speak for David Olson. Me, me and David's first thought was uh, Giselle, what's her last name? Bunchen. God bless you, uh, in the bathtub. That was my first thought. That's not bad. That's not a the bad thought. The second thought was whether I'd use it after the birthing no, process. I'm not know. quite sure. All right. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> I love speaking for David Olson, by the way. I can get him in all kind of trouble right. because he can't speak back to me. So, you know, it's, it's a great well, thing. He can. He just chooses to ignore us on a regular well, basis. So. I can't blame him for that. 888-463-6748. Football news, Super Bowl. We're going to lead into the discussion uh, over the course of the week, Brian. We don't want to get too much into it today. You don't want to build up too much. But, of course, this Friday we will culminate. We will culminate five scintillating days of discussion with our very traditional football Friday. Football You're going to take it easy. Football it's four Friday. days away. What? Settle what? down. Well, football, you okay? Football Friday. All right. Right. What is it, by the way? Roman numeral I give it. XLIV, is it? XL... XLIV. Super Bowl 44. Yes. I Interesting. Would think so. I don't know. I, Isn't I... Barack Obama our 44th president? No? You're talking the This wrong could time. be the first time that we've ever had a Super Bowl number the same as the presidential, but I could be completely wrong. They finally caught him, huh? Huh? They finally caught yeah. up. Hey, by the way, before we go to a break, we have to apologize. We do. Actually, you do. Why? I'm going to hold you fully responsible. I wouldn't be. In first. case the family members of golfer Scott Piercy are listening. Scott Piercy. He not only made the cut, he did not fall out. He's not a missing person. You told me he was a missing person. I'm holding person. you responsible. So you're going to hold me you responsible absolutely. for you saying that he's a missing person? I prefer to do that. It works much better than holding me responsible. All right, well, nobody wants to hold you. So let's go on. <laughs> now, after leading with a 64 on day one, he did blow up with a 75. The next day. Yeah. Okay. Still made the cut, though, and then came oh. back. How about Scott Pierce? He came back with a 72 and a 69. So par and two not under. Bad. Not bad. He finished uh, around 20th place, so he did not completely disappear as many young first-round leaders did. And that, I mean, if you don't understand how golf pays out, and, and this might not be of interest to a lot of people, but golf pays out based on a sliding scale. Those who make the cut will get paid. Yeah. It'll be and they'll get paid from whoever wins it wins the most amount of money. It slides down, mm-hmm. but at the end of the year, there's a money leader thing where if you're below a certain amount of money in a certain level, you get knocked down to the nationwide tour. Yes, it, it's more than money. You have, yeah. if you don't get enough points, you you don't get enough points. You get yeah. knocked down. So so let's say you know we look at it and laugh about the guy who did really well the first day, and then we didn't hear about him the rest of the weekend. Well, for him, that first day yep. could actually save him later on in the yeah. season. And help them be a PGA golfer yeah, next year. That's a good point. Yeah. Good point. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Talkzone.com. It's two guys and a mic. We're off and running on a beautiful Monday here. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget you can email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. You can always check our fan page at 2 
guys Mike. It's a bit confusing, isn't it? Two guys Mike. The email is Mike M I C, of course, microphone. Yeah. Mike Two Guys at AOL.com. And the Twitter is the fan page. Don't start with the Twitter yet. The <laughs> fan page is Two Guys Mike again. The M I C dot com. I notice the and gets kicked out all the time. And what about the Twitter? That's Two Guys and a Mike. Uh, no, Mike Two Guys. Yeah, at AOL.com. Mike Two Guys. We gotta work this out. Now that we thoroughly yeah. confused everybody, we'll take a quick break so that we can uh, let the confusion sink in. David Olson, our producer, back in a minute. Talkzone.com. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone yeah we do welcome you back talkzone.com by the way during the break up brian a couple of more people have joined our twitter family lambastaholic and single Susie. oh yeah? now part of our twitter family now, single Susie, you think she's actually somebody who's interested in this show or somebody who may be sending you messages later on asking if you want to see her private web page? I had to guess. <laughs> I'm going to guess single Susie is about 58, married with four kids. Couldn't be hotter. That would be my... Oh, yeah. But Lambastaholic, now that guy. Just a, a name alone, I might, want to, I might want to meet a Lambastaholic. Somebody who just might want to lambast people. It is possible. That's, that's what you're looking are... for, somebody who likes to give it to people, to I mean, give them the knows? business. Who knows? But it has piqued an interest in me, uh, and we are going to have a Twitter party for all of our Twitter family in the upcoming future. We are. The upcoming future. That's the upcoming a, future. That's an acronym if I ever heard one. So far, your English fantastic this Thank morning. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, a couple other things real quick. And by the way, coming up a little bit later in the show, Brian Bauer will have yet another edition. Another edition. Of our obscure spring training projected starting lineup. And talk about obscure, the Los <laughs> Angeles Angels <laughs> of Anaheim. Wow. They're part of two cities. They have one team. Wow. Fantastic. Can you give us a tease for later? Like, who's the number seven hitter? The number seven. Just as a tease to keep our listening audience hey, here's, around. Here's how I'm going to keep you guys around. Batting 195. Ken- Kendra Morales. Batting 195 at third base. Brandon Wood. <laughs> Brandon Wood. I thought you were going to say Brandon Inge. Well, you got to remember, this is a team that lost Vlad Guerrero. They lost Gary okay. Matthews Jr. They, yeah. they, they've got some, I mean, they've got some names. And I don't want to go totally yeah, into it until we're ready. Away. But well, the number seven hitter is Brandon Wood. I, I'm guessing he's actually probably their number nine. Mm-hmm. If I were to guess their number seven on this well, thing. What are you guessing for? You've got it right in front of you. No, because this one went just based on position. It oh, didn't go by batting right. order. Come on. So if I'm going to guess here right now, I'm going their number seven guy is mm-hmm. either their DH 
or their catcher. And I'll give you both names later on. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll have that exciting Central I'm going to write up their lineup. I'm Our obscure projected right. starting lineup on today's featured team, Mike Sosha's very own Anaheim Angels. Also, Brian, uh, it is the first day of February. Month of January is gone. All the goals, the objectives, the dreams that you had for the month of January. Yes. They're done now. Thank we goodness. move on to another month. I'm happy about that. Time to turn the calendar. Any uh, goals and objectives, wishes that we could mention here on Family Sports Talk that you have for the month of February? Well, I don't go month by month. I have a general yearly goal. <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, better employment is always uh, number one. Ah. Happy, healthy, that kind of thing. Okay. That's always number two. Usually those go number one. Better employment. Is that, is that a shot at us? Not at all. I really okay. enjoy being here. Somebody help me. And then uh basically the third one, if I was going to say one, I'm working on this whole fitness kick. I've lost some weight. I'm, I'm looking to lose about 20 uh-huh. by the okay. time it's all said and done. Okay. Won't be done this month, but if I can do two to four okay. a month, I'll be happy. Well, remember, when all is said and done, yes, usually more is said than done. True that. If you have goals or objectives or dreams for the month of February, and God forbid you want to tell our listening audience, let us know. Maybe it's a sports dream, a sports thought. But the bottom line is we have turned the calendar on to yet another month. Also, we need to remind everybody tomorrow. I don't know if uh, David Olson's planned any special activities, but it is election day tomorrow, is it not? It is. And it's, people are talking about the weather and all this other thing, but hopefully they go out and vote. It's get out and vote day tomorrow. So I'm sure we'll have some special things. David is looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? But we will do some, uh, well, you know, one of our regular segments, Sports Guys Talk Politics. Right. We'll have to throw a little bit of that in. But uh, beyond all that, Brian, I think the two of us can assuredly uh, encourage everybody, even though it's only a primary, it's not the big kahuna, get out there and vote. If nothing else, take most newspapers... List the judges, all the judges, which ones are recommended, which ones are not. Mm-hmm. And you can evaluate and go through it. And the judges that have not recommended by like three or four different groups, don't vote for them. Don't put them in. I, the newspapers have done some research. Go out there and make sure that the judges out there are the ones that are deserving and have the respect of the other agencies. And most newspapers do list that. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, the, I think the hardest one to do is judges because you really don't know them. You don't really hear their platforms. You right. really have to do your history when looking for judges. Well, not really. I guess I'm, I'm saying you don't have to. You simply cut it out of the newspaper. You go into the voting booth and you take a look at the ones that are clearly not recommended. Maybe not just by one organization. Yeah, but I mean, who you exactly? I mean, who are you listening to when they say not recommended by? I mean, I just you, said, you know, certain it, papers are, have a slant towards one party or another. Well, but they're but you it's, know, it's, so if you you've really got to do your homework and look over a couple different sources before saying I'm going to pick based on who recommends them. Or okay, not. I agree with that. I guess what I'm saying is the couple different sources are inherent into the newspaper article because they've usually got five or six or seven different agencies. That have rated these judges. If, okay. if you see just one not recommended, I agree with you. Yeah. But if you see three, four, or five, that's kind of a code maybe that maybe this guy or this girl not so good. And, and I'll be the first to admit, I used to do judges based on name. If I liked their last name, I'd vote for them. If I didn't like the last name, I wouldn't. O'Shea? Oh, yeah. yeah. Flanagan. Sounds like a fine Irish gentleman. You know, if it was hard to pronounce, ah, you're out. You know, <laughs> if, if you're going to use that approach, uh, I think I can speak again on behalf of the American public. That's what I'd like to do here. From 10 to 11, Monday through Friday, if you're going to use that approach, don't vote. Probably not. Don't vote. Okay. Yeah, I am thinking, by the way, it's... Thinking of running in the next election, and I can't quite, I'm not sure what, I'm thinking state comptroller. State comptroller. I might go comptroller. What do you think? 
What what brings you to Comptroller? Exactly? I don't know. It's like, just first a, of all, sort of like your thing, and with the names, it just sounds good. I'm not sure what it does, but you got to start somewhere. I mean, yeah. I can't run for state senator right, right. off the bat. So I thought maybe in a, uh, you know, maybe lieutenant governor. Mm-hmm. I could use this as the bully pulpit. Yeah, I, I see that. I, I personally would like to start a little bit lower. Just put me at Parks and Rec. I, I think I'm fine well, like there. Like a, a commissioner. Commissioner Parks okay. and Rec. I, I think I could watch <laughs> over Parks and Rec pretty well. Uh-huh. Uh, after that, I'd like to move up through the ranks. In, in typical city, Chicago city fashion, since I'll have no experience in in public transportation, mm-hmm. I'd like to become the public transportation nice. director. Very right? nice. Well, I will tell you, as the state's state controller, yeah. I will support you in your uh, bid to become the head Thank of public you. transportation. Then, then after public transportation, having absolutely nothing to do with schools or education, <laughs> I hope to become in charge of all schools and education, because that's how it works in the city of Chicago. And then after that, I'd like to be the lieutenant governor and then uh, possibly the governor after that. Right. Well, you passed up the biggest job of all. Mayor? Head of streets and sanitation. That's the guy with the most power of all. Yeah, but see, usually they have like a little bit of underhanded mob stuff there. Uh, I, I don't yeah, want to deal yeah, with that yeah, kind of thing. Right, yeah, better. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, well, maybe. Four years. We have four years to plan. Four years? Four years. All right, I think we should. What, and who are we actually going I mean, in what party are we part of? Well, I'm not sure. I think we're ready for an independent. I will tell you this, as a candidate. And if you want to support my candidacy, a positive, negative, or anywhere in the vast in between, uh, email the show. Email the show at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. I will guarantee you these things as I run for my uh, political office, again, most likely state comptroller. You will get nothing in the mail from me. No mailers. See, right away, I might have voted for you. See that? Hey, right it's already bat. a win. Go right on. off the bat. Uh, you will get no negative uh, campaign ever. You won't get any advertising from me. Well, you that might, you that might, might ne- hurt your, your whole no, deal. No, I think it'll help. You might actually never even know I'm on the ballot until you go in there. That, that's going to be your campaign. Yeah. John Cohn, you don't even know I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> right off the bat, I'm worth, that's, uh, that's like 28, 30%. I think I'm voting for you so far, two yeah. for two. I'll appear in a couple of TV shows. I will put out a position paper. That's good. I like that. I'll put out a position paper, but I will continue to do the job I was elected to do, talkzone.com. That I am so highly paid to do it. I will continue to do this job. <laughs> and if I'm elected by the constituency, we see, I will move on. But I'm not going to waste a lot of time campaigning. Okay. And, uh, oh, God, the mailers that are coming in the mail. Oh, okay. Well, the worst one to me is the... Circular file. Circular I get a file. lot of uh, phone call with recorded message. Yeah. Hi, I'm your representative for DuPage County. Da 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 da. I'm really interested in what you have to say. You can call my office at any time. Look at it. I'm like, really? I don't care. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to hear that's, about it. That's the message before the election. Now, if that particular person gets elected, right. you call the office six months after the election. Hi, thanks for, for calling your DuPage representative. Yeah. For information, dial line three. For streets and sanitation, dial line four. Whatever you do, don't dial this line ever yeah, again. Yeah. Thank you for calling. But if you actually want to talk to your congressman, sorry, that line is not currently available. I've often said the only way to get a third party to work in the city of Chicago yeah. or in this area in general in the Midwest is what you have to do is start running under whatever the popular vote is in that area. Like Now, Chicago itself is a big Democratic area. A lot of the suburbs are very Republican. So what you do is you find out what your area is, go under that policy to get in, and then once you're in, and they already know you, and you, they know what you're doing, switch, and then you become a third-party representative. <laughs> ah, gotcha! Not really you. Republican, folks. <laughs> gotcha! <laughs> Got your guard down. You elected me. Thank you very much. I'm not really Republican. Had you fooled all yeah, the time. What, what you do is you go under, let, let's say there's like 10 of us who yeah. all get in. We work our way in. We're almost like insurgents. Uh-huh. We work our way in right. as whatever popular Democrat, Republican. And then all on the same day announce right. the formation of the... 
human party or whatever you want to call it. The and humanistic boom. party. Yeah, then we just pop out there and boom, there we the are. The We the People Party. I think yeah. that's been taken. I think so. Well, there's uh, a lot of the Friends of Liberty and all the rest of that nonsense. Uh, I just say whatever the party is, what we will be, you know how you have a right and left? We're going to be the middle party. There that's you go. what we are. There you go. If you want to support our campaign, folks, and again, campaign pledge number one from Double B and the coach, no mailers. No mailers. You will get nothing in the mail. Mike, two guys at AOL.com. It's a groundswell support. Four years from now, we hope. We hope to have a large gathering of our uh, TalkZone.com friends. And I'll us. actually be very honest on my, my position list of what I actually believe in and what I what I'm actually do on the yeah. job and actually how many days off I'm going to take vacation and mm-hmm. how many sick days I'll use as actual vacation days. That, that's, I'm going to put all that on there so you know exactly what you're getting. David, I took a look at Brian's position paper. Right now. There's a few positions on that position paper that, uh, let's just say, cannot be put in family newspaper. Everything will be edited. <laughs> I think you took the position paper to a different level. Hey, no. <laughs> all right. Uh, bottom line is, all kidding aside, tomorrow is Election about. Day. Get out there and Jeez. vote. I know it's only a primary, but exercise your due diligence also. Also, on a non-sports topic, very quickly, the Grammy Awards, the best of the best in musical award shows, at least that's what it says here on the script, was held yesterday. Brian, I didn't watch it. I know Beyonce uh, won six awards in uh, my gal Taylor Swift came away with album of the year. What's very weird for me, I watched parts of it. Uh, my I T-voted, went back and forth in commercials and whatever. Uh, the opening act with Lady Gaga. I don't know if you you didn't catch this, David. Did you catch this thing? Yeah. She, for a talented person, is a complete freak. Mm-hmm. Now, she wound up finishing the act with Elton John, which you never saw coming. It was an odd pairing in general. But the whole lead up to that portion is, and I remember Lady my, Gaga and Elton John. Yeah, I know. So my favorite part was my wife looks at me and goes, as soon as this thing starts, she goes, oh, it's going to be another freaky performance by her. And my <laughs> wife really likes her. She That's just the first thing that came out of her mouth. It's like, really? Again, this is what she's going to do. Can't she just come out and sing a song? And she wore, and everybody, she wore in performance some weird, hyper futuristic thong thingy. I don't even know what I want to call it. <laughs> But the whole thing seemed to be like women wearing like chainmail. Like Beyonce came out in yeah. some weird chainmail kind of Britney thing. Britney Spears, she Britney was wearing Spears uh, came out in a sheer lingerie. Like, almost. Yeah, I don't. The whole show, like you just looked at some of the outfits, like really Taylor mm-hmm. Swift, the eighteen-year-old, probably the most nicely dressed yeah, of the bunch. Yeah, too nicely dressed. I like that. About too her. fancy. She's yeah, still yeah, too we, young. We've gone through this before. You're into that formal gown, high heel. I like it at a big event. You look yeah, classy. No, I don't. That's like what it. I say. To me, to me, sexy is the natural look. Really, because nobody looked natural yesterday. No. Everybody looked like they no. were going to storm the tower or something. Yeah. It was just a lot of descriptions, but natural would yeah, not so be Yeah, so really, I mean, if you look at me, for everything I had yesterday, the most natural yeah. was a girl who dressed up. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, no truth to the rumor that Elton John has had a relationship of recent with one of the Black Eyed Peas? I... <laughs> I, I wouldn't wanna, know. No, okay. I wouldn't I think so. Just want to make sure. Stephen Colbert, by the way, I don't know which one up, of the P's, nice but I had heard possibly a P. Yeah, I thought Stephen Colbert opened to show up very nicely. Stephen Colbert. Yeah, he was from the, the host. Colbert Report. Really? Yeah. He was the host of the Grammys? I don't think he was the host. No, he just opened it up. Okay. He was the one who did the initial first announcement okay. kind of thing. Yeah. Pretty funny? Yeah, it was pretty good. I liked him. Okay. Yeah. I did catch Saturday Night Live, by the way, over the weekend as we take a quick break. We'll get back to sports talk here in a second. They, I only saw the start of the show. Yeah. But the comedian that. John impersonates Hatt. Barack Obama. Yes. <laughs> and they had Fred the State Armisen. of the Union address. Fred Armisen from Chicago, by the yeah. way. Yeah. It's really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And they had the Joe Biden lookalike in the back and yes. then the Nancy Pelosi yeah. in the back. And then they would 
interspersed with clips of the actual right. people standing up yeah. and clapping. It was pretty good. And it made fun of exactly what we talked about, how they applauded every five yes. seconds for no apparent reason. Yes. Yeah, it was awesome. I enjoyed that one. <laughs> the, the thing is, I don't watch Mad Men or had never watched Mad Men, so I, I didn't know either. who John Hamm was, the actual co-host. But Michael Bublé, very funny in that okay. show, too. See, I never made it past the opening skit, so I didn't even know John Hamm was the host. Yeah. Okay. So, again, I didn't know who John Hamm was. Apparently... Uh, He's very funny. Very nicely right. done. Now that we've covered the uh, end right. of January and the turning of the calendar, election day tomorrow, the Grammy Awards, Beyonce getting her sixth award, Taylor Swift winning album of the year. If you have any thoughts on those non-sports topics, we always are more than willing to jump off the sports page here on Two Guys in a Mic, 888-463-6748. When we come back, college basketball talk, hottest team in the NBA, Brian. NBA history was made by our very own Chicago Bulls. We have to strike. We have to flex our muscles a little bit. Maybe the Bulls, we'll, and we have our obscure projected starting lineup from spring training. Very exciting. I'm more excited about the projected starting lineup than I am the Chicago Bulls till they make a trade. All right, we'll take a quick break. Talkzone.com. Two guys, one mic. Time to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. Had a couple of emails during the break, Brian, to uh, as gently put this as possible. They weren't exactly encouraging our political run. No. So far, the early support is not great. Maybe they haven't seen us. I think that maybe that's the thing. Maybe they maybe have seen us. Or maybe they've seen you. I, yeah. If you look to your left, I think I could get us a couple of votes. I think so, too. Now, you could probably get the people who actually care about <laughs> politics, but I'll, I'll take the female faction. The couple of votes that you're going to garner, take a look at me, and they'll, we'll wipe out, even out those votes. Right, so what you're going to have to be is highly political and highly intelligent. Yes. Well, one out of... One out of two is not right. bad. I'm going to work on just working the ladies. Very good. All, All right. right. 888-463-674. I want to get to some basketball talk. But first, one of the regular segments we've had since Brian's come in, you do your research for the show. <laughs> it is time. I don't know if we have any music for this, but it's time for our obscure projected spring training starting lineup. No, this is projected for the actual season. 2010, your Los Angeles Anaheim Angels Woo! of Anaheim, Los Angeles. Wow. Don't forget Los- Hollywood. Southern California area. Yes. Orange County. Is that Mike Sosha? <laughs> All right. Batting first at second base. Batting 291 with 10 home runs and 11 stolen bases last year. Howie Kendrick. <laughs> batting number two at right field. Batting 293 last year. 15 home runs. 30 stolen bases. He's the elderly one, Bobby Abreu. Ah, loved him in uh, the second segment of Lost. Excellent. Center field. Bobby Abreu's second up? I, I, I'm just putting this together. Wait till, you hear the rest of this order. Wait till you hear the rest of this order, though. At number three, 
Batting 299 last year, center fielder Torrey Hunter, 22 home runs, 18 stolen bases last year. Not bad. Not bad at all. Batting number four, batting 306 with 34 home runs last year. First baseman Kendry Morales. Yep. Good ball player. Exactly. Number Good five, batting 287 with 25 home runs last year, left fielder Juan Rivera. Batting number six at 274. You knew him from the World Series. He's designated hitter Hideki. Matsui. Boy, this is turning into a bit of a United Nations, it really isn't it? It really is, isn't it? I'm this telling is, you. I, I don't know how the team's going to do on the field, but the clubhouse is going to be mighty interesting. It's going to be something. Added to that at 7th in the lineup, adding 312 shortstop Eric Aybar. God bless you. Exactly. I it, can see Mike Sosha's uh, well, you know, pregame talk to the players. It's going to be manager Mike Sosha up yeah. there, and behind him will be like five interpreters all giving, Just giving, it up. Yeah, giving hand signals to the various uh, nationalities. Number eight spot, batting 272 last year, catcher Mike Napoli. And finally, batting 195, third baseman Brandon Wood. Yeah. Now that lineup right there sounds pretty ordinary, but you know what? The Anaheim, Orange County, Hollywood, California, Southern California Angels, under the tutelage of Mike Sosa, you watch. End of the season, they'll be right there. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that's not too far from their projected order from what I'm looking at right now. They had Bobby Abreu at third, Mm -hmm. Howie Kendrick at second, Torrey Hunter at fourth. There are pitchers, Jared Weaver, 16-8 and last year, Scott Cashmere, 10-9 and last year, Irvin Santana, 8-8, and Joe Saunders, 16-7 and last year, and then a young man, Dustin Mosley, who was 1-0 last year. So Mm -hmm. it should be interesting for your Los Angeles Anaheim Angels. There it is. Tomorrow, folks, we'll have yet another one, uh, another segment. Another edition of our obscure projected spring training starting for you West Coast for you East Coasters. After hearing that one, I'm going to go all the way to the other side. I'm going Baltimore Orioles. Wow, (laughs) it's unbelievable. (laughs) Brian Roberts still a Baltimore Oriole? He always is. For some reason, they kept saying they were going to trade him, and he's still there. Yeah, they were going to trade him to our very own Chicago Cub. We could use him. We could use him. All right, Uh, thank you. We got that out of the way. Can we talk very quickly some basketball before? We finish the show and uh, preview just a little bit Super Bowl XXI, VVI, VVI, M-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. True. Uh, college basketball over the weekend. No super big games, but we did have Baylor knocking off Texas. What has happened, Brian, to the Texas Longhorns? Kentucky beat Vandy 85-72. Georgetown over Duke 89-77. And Michigan State remains undefeated in the Big Ten. They beat Northwestern. So, so no huge upsets. But some good. The closest thing to a huge upset was um, I know you attended eight or nine colleges, but yes. of the universities <laughs> you attended, the one that you got your degree from, DePaul. DePaul almost pulled off the biggest upset of the weekend. Lost fifty-nine to fifty-seven to Syracuse. They had the shot at the very end of the game. They had a chance to tie it or win it because they actually took a three-pointer before that, yeah. and it kind of rattled around and they didn't get it. So good game. I mean, honestly, the last five games they've started to become competitive, which is all you're really asking for is a step: is become competitive against really good teams and then work your way back up. So as a DePaul fan, I actually watched that game. I saw the Illinois game and I saw the Northwestern Michigan State. The thing about Northwestern Michigan State is. That game was close on paper, but in the end, you just had this feeling all game long that Michigan State was going to come in and finish it off. Mm-hmm. So, But DePaul, you're right. It had a big lead at halftime. I thought they were going to win it. And Syracuse, a team with only one loss on the season, top five team. That would have been a huge upset yeah. if there's a basketball god up there who had any kind of heart at all. That Will Walker three-pointer, I mean, come on. Syracuse, like 18-1, and one, Yeah, right? That loss would not kill them. No. For DePaul, it would have put so much enthusiasm back in the program, and for those 12 kids on the bench that have suffered 
All year through, you know, a couple, through a couple of years, yeah. but certainly this year, that shot needed to fall, but the basketball god said, no! Jimmy Beheim needed win number 745 or whatever. Yeah, like you really did. Also, did you watch the Illinois game, Illinois-Indiana by any chance? I did not. Great ball game. Good, great ball game. Finished up. Illinois wins a buzzer beater, seventy-two to seventy. They call it the teardrop shot. You, when you shoot it over the big guy. Yeah, and it just kind of drops down. Yeah. The teardrop. Okay. My thing with that shot, with the whole game, was hard to watch. Illinois going with a pink ensemble. Yes. In honor of breast cancer awareness, yep. I want to say, uh, very strange to watch grown men wearing pink shoes. That's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. Otherwise, I understand the concept yeah. and I like the the awareness that they bring to it. Yes. But when you watch grown men wear pink shoes, I always kind of stare at it a little well, too much. Well, it wasn't just pink shoes. Pink. Well, the jerseys the whole were uniform. white with pink lettering, yeah. and yeah, so that was all right because mm-hmm. it was subtle. But the, some a couple of players bright pink shoes mm-hmm. to the point where you're just staring at like the whole game. You know, plays are going on. I'm like. Check out those shoes. Like, where do you even get pink shoes? Like, that was my that, only thought all game long. That might have been part of the concept of it. Maybe Indiana was going to get distracted, watch the pink shoes, and get distracted by that look while the Illinois players went by him. Didn't work that well, though, because the favorite Illini barely pulled out a victory, as you said, on a last-second shot, Demetri McCamey. Demetri McCamey, by the way, over 1,000 points in his career with Illinois now. I mean, mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. You didn't even think he'd done this well over the course of his career. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, over 1,000 points in his, was it four uh, years now? Huh? He's what, four yeah, years Yeah, junior. Now? Only yeah. a junior. Junior. Only a junior. Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. four years. And uh, Texas getting knocked off. They were the number one team, what, about a week and a half ago? Yeah. And since then? <laughs> Baylor, 80-77. Yeah. yeah, well, Baylor was 16-4 and four last week, I think I said, uh, when the big dog was on, that I'm going to give you your college basketball coach of the year right now, and it was not one a lot of people thought. And I said at the time, Bo Ryan for Wisconsin. A rebuilding year for Wisconsin, a down year. Not a lot. I mean, Trevon Hughes, the only real significant guy coming back. And here they are, 16-5, and five, whatever Wisconsin was, top 15 in the country. That's a great coaching job. I will offer to you another coaching of the year candidate that nobody talks about, young Scott Drew for Baylor University. I mean, he took over, Brian, five years ago. You remember what happened to the Baylor program? Yes. That was the play- there, player that was shot out yeah. in the field, and there was cover-ups, and then they had... Uh, fines by the league and they, the program, uh, yeah, the program was pretty literally much disbanded yeah. for a year. Yeah. So Scott Drew left uh, Valparaiso where his dad was the coach. Right. No, where his dad had just retired so that Scott could become the head coach. Right. He had a nice gig set up for him. Yeah. Yeah. But he takes the Baylor job in the Big Twelve. Baylor, no program. You got to recruit against some of the top team in five. I mean, he turned it around right away. And five years later, they're top fifteen in the country, knocking off Texas. Well, if you've got no players, it's almost easier to recruit freshmen because you say, "Hey, you're going to play, That's and you're going to play right away." So I, I like the concept of what he did and how he did it. And even better, I like the idea of Daddy set you up with a job, and you decided to be your own yeah. man and take a different path. I mm-hmm. like that a lot. And I like the concept too. Once the son left for Baylor. Dad said, I'm taking the job back. Yeah, it's my job. I don't know. Yeah. I loved it for him, that ungrateful <laughs> little bastard. That's exactly what <laughs> I'm what? done with him. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's easy to get mad, but you know what? Homer Drew? Yeah. You can't get mad no. at Homer Drew. He probably calls up his son, too. Like, just so you know, when I play you, I hope we beat you. I can't yeah. believe you just spit in my face like yeah, that. Yeah, he's Homer Drew. You can't yeah. get mad at Homer yeah. Drew. Come on. You get a little mad. Man, not really. All right. Now, uh, we also mentioned before the break basketball news hottest team in the NBA, Brian. And where are they from? Let's see. What city? Oh, uh, really? right here in the gonna, city of Chicago. You're going to call them the hottest team. Right now. They're 23-22, and 22, one game over 500. I'm not talking about they, the they hottest extremely for the season. Well. And, and I will say this. As a Bulls fan, Kirk Heinrich really settling oh, into that Heinrich. spot really nicely. Jewish all of a sudden? Heinrich. Heinrich. 
Very nice Kirk Heinrich. Hey, what a good boy. You see the way he throws the boy. He passes it to everybody. He's a sharer. He's a giver. That's what I like about the boy. But anyway, Kirk Heinrich. He, sorry about that. He playing extremely well in that number two position when they were looking for a number two guard because they had no idea where to go. Whole team has played extremely well as of late. Which Earlier by the way, in the season, Kirk Heinrich was playing like number two. Yes, exactly. But now he actually has found a position that he's actually decent at. Gar Foreman, the new GM, giving them the job by Paxson, who's now president of yes. basketball operations. Uh, he's saying that he loves the fact that the whole team is playing well because now they're more tradable. So now look at this team. You know what, February 19th, I believe, is the NBA uh, right. trade deadline. I think, you know, if they're going to make a run for Bosch or Stoudemire, it's going to happen within the next couple of weeks in a sign-and-trade mm-hmm. kind of deal. What a buzzkill that is, though. Yeah. What a buzzkill that yeah. is. I mean, you're a big Chicago Bull fan, and, yeah. you know, I, I root for the Bulls. Right. I'm not a huge NBA fan, but they finally get on a roll. Right. You get some enthusiasm, think of this young team is developing. And you're right, all you read about in the paper is, man, good that they got on the streak, so now... Tyrus Thomas could be traded for better players. Kirk Heinrich could be traded for better players. I mean, it may be true. It's true. But it's... Kind of a slap in the face, yes, but it it's is. true. I mean, as a fan, you want them to continue to do well and grow. But if this gets you to that next level, you know what? I like those guys, and I wish them all the best of luck. Except for Tyrus Thomas. I think he's lazy. But the rest of them, I wish them all the best of luck. And you hope that they keep the core of Rose, whoever they trade for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think Joe Kim Noah, talk about a guy who went from my doghouse to a guy who I really enjoy. He really, this last year, I think ever since the playoffs last year, kind of realized that yep. he can be one of the good players in this league. He stepped it up a, bit, a bunch. So I think, you know, you've got to understand why they do it. You just don't like hearing it as a fan. Now you want to talk some basketball, NBA, college, or any level, uh, talk a little hoops here on thetalkzone.com. Double B and the coach with you for about 11 more minutes. 888-463-6748. Again, 888-463-6748. You can email us at mike2guys at aol.com. I mentioned NBA history, Brian. I was shocked to read this, but unless I got it wrong, the Chicago Bulls are the first team in N. NBA history to win five consecutive games on the road against winning teams. See, I don't know when you break it down that much. Maybe uh, you know, but you think about those set Bulls that won seventy-two games. Weren't any of those against five yeah, consecutive winning so. teams? Or you would think so? I think uh, it just seems like an odd number. Maybe it is. You don't. How many times do you play five mm-hmm. winning teams consecutively? I mean, maybe that's that's where that number comes from. Right. So again, shocking to hear it. It's strange. I wish I could actually Especially research Especially because it. they started off the road trip. First of all, when they headed out on the road trip, they weren't doing too well. No. And they lost the first two games to the Clippers and another weak team. So you're 0-2 to start it off, Portland? and you finish off five wins in a row of making NBA history. If we have our facts straight, I know our eight interns have brought us some of that, although seven of our eight interns did get fired over the weekend. Really? Yep. That explains why that one guy sitting by himself singing. All by myself. Don't want to be all by myself. Producer David Olson, I, we knew it was a rough Friday, but apparently we had like seven or eight interns when we left on Friday. I came back today. One guy wearing a uh, Moshika over in the corner humming to himself is the only intern it, we It really left. is a sad day when you get rid of free help, isn't it? I mean, that's a, that's a tough economy when you work for well, free and you still get cut. I think what it says is the quality of the production of the show, Brent. That, it, you know, you may be working for free, but you got to be working. We only take the best <laughs> of the best. You don't have to laugh that much. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, there's no way that's correct. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> 
Oh, by the way, a couple of emailers have mentioned we forgot one football note. Yes. The Senior Bowl. Yeah. Did you watch? Absolutely. Uh, Dan LeFevre, quarterback out of Downers Grove, Illinois, by the way. Yeah, played at Bennett Academy. And then he's played at Central Michigan this last year. Over, was it, it was 97 yards passing, two touchdowns. He ran one, he threw one. He looked outstanding in that game. And the guy that everybody watched for, the Tim Tebow experience, by the way, 50 yards passing, two fumbles. That is the Tim Tebow day. And we're going back to the Pro Bowl, by the way. That was the highest viewed or actual attended Pro Bowl. There were attended. more people attended Pro Bowl. Okay, I want to see so what for the all TV the, ratings. So for all the complaints about everything else, yeah. highest attended Pro Bowl. Well, again, I, I want to see what the TV ratings are before I give it full credit. But getting back to the senior boy, you mentioned a kid like Dan Lefevre, a uh, borderline second, first-round pick, had a wonderful career in Central Michigan. And all the Dan Lefevres out there, the guys that the scouts are observing who, you know, some guys are pretty pegged in. Others, there's a little bit of, you know, you could go from third-round pick to first-round pick. In real dollars, in real dollars, can you put an estimate the good performance, both in the practices and the game of a Dan Lefevre? One game, how much money do you think he made, meaning he might have gone from high second round to mid first round? He was originally projected as the fifth best quarterback to come out this year. Okay. Uh, that pretty much means second round if you're fifth, I'm guessing. Let's say he practices he did really well in. Everybody said he did fantastic in it. The game itself, it proved he played extremely well in. Let's say he has a great camp as well. He goes to the, the combine and he just blows him away. He, if he goes from a five to a three, you're probably looking at about a five to six million dollar swing per year. That's a good month. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Five to six million dollars yes. for a good performance mm-hmm. in the preseason and in the senior bowl. Yeah, you're a second rounder, you're do, you're a backup, you're probably mm-hmm. making somewhere in the neighborhood of five hundred thousand yeah. to a million a year, depending yeah. on what it is. If you're a, a first round pick middle middle first round. Middle first round in a team where you're almost expected to either step in or you will step in very shortly, you're gonna make somewhere in the neighborhood of so I guess my next question is, uh, these kids and their agents and their parents, they're not dumb. No. They have to realize that. Yes. So when they're sitting around in the dormitory, mm-hmm. you get some free time, maybe when you're waking up in the morning, taking a shower, you know, you're, you're, you're by yourself thinking time. Yeah. Are you thinking to yourself, holy, you know what? <laughs> what happens this weekend? I mean, I, I could, I, there's a million dollar swing. And if they start thinking that, yeah, then they're gonna or, I, mean, I guess question yeah. one, number one, do you, I mean, my, my natural instinct is to say that thought process has to enter. Maybe, maybe they're oblivious to it. And then if I'm correct, if it does enter, it's pretty amazing they can perform. It's one thing to win a game, but when you're 20 years old and there could be a million dollar swing in your salary based on how you play, yeah, that's a lot of pressure. Well, let's look at the two quarterbacks. Let's look at LeFever and Tim Tebow. Yep. Tim Tebow looked like a guy who was trying to do everything. He, I mean, and again, his mechanics, he started off with decent mechanics in the first quarter where he had the ball up by his ear. He was trying to do the short throw. By the end of the game, he would take the ball from his hip and wind up good. and throw it all the way around. Throw it the way he was successful. Yeah, it wasn't good then either. Because yeah. That's when he got two fumbles because he's going with this long windup and some guy comes from behind and slaps you in the arm. So he looked like a guy who was thinking about his draft position all game long. Where Dan Lefevre honestly looked like, well, you know, I'm fifth best QB. I'm going to show him that I'm not the fifth best mm-hmm. QB, that I am like the third, second, or first best mm-hmm. quarterback. I'm just going to go out there and play as hard as I can. And a guy like that, honestly, can do mm-hmm. extremely well. But you're right. In the back of your head, probably during the training period, I'm guessing. Every time you have a lull in your training and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. I don't. 
In your head, you're like, this, this could be the difference of $5 million. Just to put it in radioistic terms. Yeah. I don't know if radioistic is a word or no, not, but not. we're going to put it in radioistic that's, that's terms. Like the third word today. What if uh, ESPN <laughs> said they had the prime slot open on ESPN Radio National? National. Okay, and, they, and, and Mike, Brian, they Mike were considering you as one of the five, five one of the uh, three people. Yes. They hadn't heard you before. Never. They only got time to listen to one show, and you had to do your show today. How much would it affect your performance knowing that on this one show, your potential dream job? I'm just trying to think. Could you do a normal show? I think I walk in tight. I walk in but thinking then, about it all show long. But once you get into it, once you, you get into it, I think it's like anything else. When okay. you actually get into the game itself, you probably all focus right. on the game. All right. Well, unfortunately, we did not have a million dollars riding on today's show. No. But maybe a few little coinage. We hope you enjoyed it and uh, hope you stick around all week. You'll be back tomorrow, right? Tomorrow. Two in a row. Well, actually, right. if you count last week, it's Beautiful. almost like three, four in a Beautiful. row. Beautiful. And then the yeah. Wizard of Oz, the guy that uh, people hear but never see. The big dog, Joel Redwansk, will be joining us for the rest of the week, I believe, for uh, football right through. And, of course, Friday, we'll have a football Friday. Football Friday! Friday! 43! Football Friday! Said blue! 42 Fred blue! Left, there. right, left, right, there. split, hut! Hut, hut! Audible! Audible! Right. Sarah, got a little excited. All right. All right, we thank everybody for listening. 10 o'clock tomorrow, we do it again. Double B, the coach, two guys and a mic, here on the talkzone.com. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>